Hey friends, uh, I am bringing an episode to you a little early this week. I don't know if you heard or not, but this week is Christmas. So I'm going to have a special Christmas episode coming up this weekend. But for now, I wanted to share with you one that's been in the in the bank for a little bit, and I cannot wait to get it out into the world. Um, I got to talk to my friend Tara, and she's a rock star. <laughs> like she is the perfect example of just following her like one foot in front of the other, just what she's feeling called to do and it turning into something really amazing, really beautiful and uh very very cool for the world. So, I am excited to share with you today's episode. I want to just encourage you as you're listening to it, don't try to fit into someone else's box. Know what it is that you're being called to do, your purpose, and step into that. It is so easy for us to think that we have to have things look like other people. And Tara is such a good example of it didn't look like anything anyone was doing. And it's turned into something so great, just a really beautiful community. And I can't wait for you guys to hear from her. So with that, I bring to you today's episode with Tara a little bit early this week. And I hope that you enjoy. Hey there, you are listening to Spinning Plates Podcast and I am your host, Selena Johnson. I am so glad you're here. So grateful to be a part of your journey in any way. My heart just wants this to be a place where people find hope and inspiration and encouragement and support. And I just really, really want you to know you can spin all the plates in your life and find balance and joy in the process. I pray that as you listen and you hang out with me that you feel like we're just chatting over coffee and I also pray that as you leave you feel better than when you came in and with that here is today's episode. Okay we have Tara we just had a big conversation about her name but we're gonna go with Tara (laughs) pronunciation Tara who is the founder of Hey Girl, You Can on Clubhouse, a really beautiful, thriving community out there. We're going to get into the Clubhouse conversation, but Tara, welcome to the podcast. I'm so glad to have you here. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, I'm honored that you would even offer me, you know, to come and talk. It's been great. Oh my gosh, mutual. So uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and where you're at in life, what you're up to lately and all the things, and we'll just get into it. Yeah. And it's so funny because, and I think as we get older, this becomes more true for all of us, right? The life that we pictured, somehow we wake up and we go, this was not anything that I pictured. Um, so I, you know, I grew up, I was like the kid who at three years old said to my mom, I want to be a ballerina and started dance class at three. My mother was like, who is this child? Cause that was not her at all. Um, so I actually grew up thinking I was going to go into acting. I went to theater school. I went to college for theater. I, that was my whole background. And then I, I kind of accidentally fell into a direct sales company when I was 20 years old. And I thought, well, this will start my, this will support my starving artist life. Right. <laughs> and so out of college, that's what I was doing. I was performing. I was doing corporate theater. I was traveling all over the world, uh, but I was still building this kind of little, little business on the side. And I, I laugh about it now because it's 23 years later. And that is my, my full-time business um, that I ended up really loving the personal development pieces, the coaching mm. women, the um, building communities and helping and supporting people who wanted to hit goals and dreams and, and kind of all the personal development that goes along with it. I fell in love with that piece. And then I, I really pictured that that would be my whole life. 
And when I was uh, 30 years old, I went through this horrific domestic violence divorce. Mm -hmm. And the same year, my, my daughter was two, she was about three and a half at that point. Um, and she was diagnosed with stage four cancer mm. and going through the two of those at the same time, just completely altered my, my life. It altered who I was. It altered my perspective, my everything. And after that season, I was just so focused on, I want to get back to who I was before. And they're really, I think one of the things that we all struggle with when we have a life change like that or a trauma is there is no back, there's nothing to go back to right? It's trying to find this new, like now we say this all the time with COVID, but a new normal, yeah. right? Like what is <laughs> yeah. your new life? Yeah. And, uh, I went back to my building, my full-time business, um, moved back across the country to be closer to family and just really felt a calling for God to uh, people kept showing up in my life saying, you know, the way you handled your daughter's cancer, my daughter's now 15. She's truly a miracle child. Um, they were like, you need to share this. You need to share this. And I really didn't want to in the fact that I, I thought I just want to go back to my happy life and my business and not talk about childhood cancer uh, until I, I met a mom who we were at my daughter's follow-up visit. And this mom was so filled with fear mm. and I could just see the fear in her face. And she had just written it off that her son was not going to live. And I remember going home being like, I have an obligation. I have an obligation to support these parents who are going through these life-changing, you know, pediatric um, diagnoses. And so I ended up writing a book, which turned into a TEDx talk, and then ended up doing, you know, keynotes and going into hospitals and medical conferences. And, and I talk all about the power of fun when you're going through something traumatic. And there's so much medical evidence behind it and using fun to face cancer and all of that. So it's all called making cancer fun. So then, uh, Interestingly enough, about a, nine months ago, a friend of mine said, hey, you've got to get on this, this app, Clubhouse. This little and app. Selena, I, I literally thought to myself, I do not need another app on my I, phone. Right? Totally, that's exactly what <laughs> that I was my first thought, but I just downloaded it because she said to download it. And this was back when it was like invitation only. Mm -hmm. I, I don't even know how I got only, onto it. Yeah. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. but I got right away, I got a, an invite and I got accepted onto it. And did not even think anything of it. And my sister-in-law, who's this, you know, micro influencer who's younger than me. And she says, what she says to me, you're on clubhouse. <laughs> and I was like, it was the coolest moment of my life. Right. I'm like, I am. And she was really the one who said, you have to run with this. And I thought, well, this might be a great way to meet pediatric families, you know, mm -hmm. families that are going through these life-changing pediatric diagnoses. Mm -hmm. uh, however, those, those, that demographic wasn't really on the app. I would say they're still not you know, right. really on the app. And so my sister-in-law said, well, you have to start a club. I was like, I don't know what a club is. All right, mm -hmm. fine. And because that demographic wasn't there, I thought, well, I'll start a club for women because women are the ones who have the children who eventually would need, you know, what I teach. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's how it kind of all crazy came together. And, and, and you had, a, this was back, you had to fill out paperwork. You had to send in paperwork oh to my clubhouse. Gosh. You had to get your club name, you had to tell them what the purpose of your club was. And then you had to wait for them to approve it. And I, I remember sitting in my office. I'm like, I don't know. What's my club name. I have no club name. Mm -hmm. And literally I was just like, well, what if we call it? Hey girl, you can, I like the idea of being positive and, you know, supporting women. And, uh, my sister-in-law was like, I don't like that name. And I was like, I don't know. That's the name I'm going to do. And so I said <laughs> in this paperwork literally, and it was so, it's so wild to me because we got our approval January 14th. So it was like one of the last approvals before they kind of shut down the approval process as they were tweaking. And now you can just do an instant club, right? Mm -hmm. um, 
but within it was less than 45 days we had 10,000 people and, and again this was so back cool. in like February so there yeah. weren't that many people on the app it was still invitation only you couldn't just send it out to everybody so it was really crazy and I was like wow this there's really something here these people this community is growing and I was meeting these incredible women and you know it's nine months later and it's just been it's wild to me because it was um it was very unintentional Mm-hmm. However, all of the year, I will say this, that it, I, I can't just say, oh, it just happened because at first I kept saying, oh, it just kind of happened. And as people were asking me questions, I realized that all of the skills I had developed for 20, 22 years in learning how to build communities and how to foster communities, whether that was, I was running in-person networking events at one point in my life, I built Facebook group communities, um, you know, I used to, to do stuff within, uh, you know, volunteer communities and run volunteer, organ- like all of the, it's all the same. Mm-hmm. Once you understand how to develop a community, wherever that community lives, it doesn't matter. It's all the same. It, and so I realized, wow, all of that taught me how to foster a community. Cause there's one thing to create a community. It's very different to build one and it's very different to keep one. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and to keep yes. people coming back. And so, uh, it, it definitely has been a, a very interesting ride. It's taken a ton more time. I will say it's kind of like you get sucked down that clubhouse rabbit hole. I've met the most amazing people, um, the most beautiful gifted women. And, and so over the last nine months, we've really kind of developed, well, what is this community about? What do we stand for? What are the pillars that we're founded on and getting clear on that? And then as we were talking before you started recording, it's now saying, well, where, what's the next step? Where's it going to go? Yeah. And that's still all a work in, in progress of what yeah. figuring out how do we um, really, my ultimate goal is to have a platform where when women feel significant and they feel their voices are heard. Mm. And so in the different ways that we can make that happen, that's what we want to create. Oh and we'll kind of see where that leads us over the next nine months from now. So amazing. Cause we've been in rooms together, but I did not know that part of your story. And I, yeah, it's so like, I just think it's so incredible how we just make a decision after decision after decision. And it just gets us to this place of finding, hopefully finding our purpose. And it's just, oh gosh, it's so cool. I'm curious. Well, first of all, can you explain to everyone what clubhouse is? Cause I think there's a lot of people who still are. Yeah. Clubhouse. yeah. What is that? It's wild. I get asked this all the time. So there's actually a highlight reel in my Instagram oh, good. that says like what clubhouse is. So you guys can all go there. It's I'll Harris put it in the show IG. notes. I'll link yeah. It. <laughs> and it, it, it talks about, well, what is clubhouse? Cause everyone kept asking me. So I finally just said, I'll do a video. I'll stick it on my Instagram. And now you can just go there and look at my highlights. That's awesome. And the best way to describe clubhouse for somebody who's never been on the app is it's, if you went into a high school and you walked down mm-hmm. the halls and they had all of these different rooms, right? There's all these different doors and you can open the door and you can hop in on that room. And some of those rooms are large lecture rooms where there's thousands of people, but they're just listening to a few people who are on stage, maybe sharing their expertise. And some of those rooms are smaller little photography clubs, and maybe they have 10 kids in there and they're all kind of talking about that they love photography, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And each, each classroom might be a little bit different. 
And that's what a room is in Clubhouse. Some of them are, are large rooms where there's an expert or there's a panel of experts. And I think of it like a pot, like a live podcast. You're almost mm-hmm. listening to a live taping mm-hmm. of a podcast. Mm-hmm. And then there's others that are really small, intimate conversations. And that could be, you know, moms who are getting together to support each other. That could be mm-hmm. people, um, you know, maybe they share a faith. Uh, and there's some cool rooms like meditation rooms and mm-hmm. sound bowl rooms. And I, I was in one room one time and it was a Broadway show. They were doing like, I think was Hamilton and I was That's like amazing awesome yeah um they have uh you know comedy rooms I mean there is so at last last clubhouse announced this was a couple weeks ago there are 700,000 rooms a day oh created on the app. yeah so when you go what's it about it's like well open up the Winnipegia that you know everything and anything that you would want to find is on there um And it's a global community. So one thing I think is very cool is particularly if you're having rooms that are smaller conversation rooms, Mm -hmm. uh, that you get a global perspective Mm -hmm. that you may not get in your other social media uh, worlds. Mm -hmm. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, I think of my Facebook and that's really curated on who I already knew. You know, most of the people on my Facebook are from the United States, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Where in Clubhouse, you have the opportunity to really hear the perspectives of people from all over the world. That's not, you know, uh, censored by the media or the news or anything else. It's those real heart, heart, heart to heart conversations that I think are powerful. And the founders of Clubhouse said that they created the app to foster deep and meaningful conversations. Mm, And while it's being used in a lot of different ways and certainly for business and, all, and networking and all of that, the power of the app, I think, goes back to that. It's those deep and meaningful conversations that we have with people that change us, that change our perspective, that allow us to grow. And that in a world where right now I feel, at least here in the United States, so divided mm-hmm. actually allows us to hear other people to find that we're more alike than we are different, regardless of where we live in the world. And so it's, it's a really beautiful, powerful app. Yeah, I agree. We have, um, I moderate a room under your club on Wednesdays and we just, we have just an open, we have one subject, but you know, sometimes it goes into a different, goes into a completely different subject. And, mm-hmm. and we have, um, you know, some regulars, we have new people that pop in. And the, the conversation is so rich and that's how, that's what I experience in any of the rooms that I pop into. It does feel like people are very present in the convo and that you're able to, like you said, find different perspectives within that. We're open for like 45 minutes on Wednesday mornings and it's like a midweek fill your cup kind of thing. So it's just, you know, just like touching base and like you've had a crazy week and it's only Wednesday, but like, let's reset for the week. And I have been in rooms where, I mean, if you, if you are, if you have a small business, if you are trying to figure out how to be on Instagram, if you're like trying to figure out reels, if you're figuring out anything that you want to know, like how to, it is so powerful. There's this, I'm sure you've been in it, um, like Saturday meet room. It's like a nine hour room. And if I like go like shopping or something, I'll just have it in my ear. And it's just people giving tons of like social media tips and all these things that you just aren't going to 
get that that meaty of conversation on an Instagram live, right? Like it's so powerful. Yes. And you know, and it's so what's so interesting about it, I'll tell you how I've used it. So anything you want to learn, mm-hmm. you can learn on Clubhouse. And yes. let me give you two examples. I didn't really know how to create, like, how do you build an email list, right? right. Like we've got this community, we've got 35,000 plus people. Like how do we start to build this community, this email list? So I started asking around, I said, who's brilliant at this? Found a bunch of people who that this is their niche. This is their gift. This is their expertise. And I said, great, we're going to host a room in the club. You want to be on the panel? Mm-hmm. And I put together a room. They sat on the panel. I grabbed my notebook. I took like five pages of notes, yep. right? I was like, all right, teach me your, teach me your ways, right? Yep. Then I, we, you know, one of our goals is to build out a blog with, Hey girl, you can. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening and you'd like to contribute to the blog, please go to the website. We'd love to have you contribute. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought, I don't know anything about blogging as far as, you know, how to, how to build a blog, how to get the blog seen, but also like the SEO from the blog. And then also how do you run ads on a blog? How do people monetize blogs? Like, I don't know how to do all of that. So I reached out to founders of some of the biggest blogging clubs for women on the app. I said, Hey, I'm looking to put together a room. Would you like to be on that? And the room was so, again, took pages of notes Mm -hmm. as they moderated. And the room was so successful that now we have a regular Monday room, 4 PM Eastern time blogging room. It's amazing. So now I'm just making lists of like, what are all the things I need to learn yeah, what do I need to know? together for that? And, and that's, what's so great because I think, mm-hmm. you know, people do want to share their expertise. People yes. do want to share. We have this idea that successful people don't want to say how they did it. And mm-hmm. I have found even within writing my book, I had never written a book. And I reached out to people who were publishers, who were authors, who were writers who had already done that. And successful people want to share their knowledge. Mm-hmm. It's people who don't want to share their knowledge. To me, that's a red flag because mm-hmm. there's, they're coming from a lack and limitation of, I can't tell you Selena how I did that because then you might be more successful than me. And then that might take away from me. And that's not the person you want to be learning from. Now, with that being said, all of us have limited time, right? Yes. And right. so sometimes it's just simply a matter of, um, I want to share with you, but I'm so limited on my time that I, you know, I can't. So it's not, but it, so that would be the one caveat, yeah. you know, for exactly. And what I was saying too, about the, like that nine hour room, I don't, I'm not in there for nine hours. I go in there for, you know, 20 minutes mm-hmm. and then I pop out. And I think that's what I love. So I encourage everyone to go check it out and just search those keywords of things that you're kind of interested in and looking in and, and go in and out. And there are some rooms that I'm like, Oh, this isn't my room. Like this isn't, these aren't my people yeah. and it's totally fine. And then there's somewhere I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like I go follow everyone. And I'm like, you know, I'm like doing all that. I love it. So I wanted to ask you, as we talk about clubhouse, I think it's great that people now have maybe an understanding. I think a lot of people aren't on it, even though um, it feels like everyone's on it when you're in there, because there's yeah. so many people. Um, but I, I think I'd love to just focus our, our remaining time on that fostering of community, because I think you're really good at it. It's something that is such a passion of mine of that true connection and um, how do you keep people engaged and build and grow? And then also like, how, how are you continuing to help people pay it forward and bring, bring other people into the community and continue to grow? So like, what is your vision of that? And, and how would you um, say that you go about fostering a community? 
So I think it's important. There's a, and there's so many steps in this, right? So mm. one is you need to know what makes your community unique and different. Mm-hmm. And if you can't, you know how when you have a business, they talk about doing an elevator pitch. You should be able to explain your business in an elevator pitch. You should be able to explain your community in an elevator pitch. If you can't do that, if and the idea of an elevator pitch, remember, is that you and I get on an elevator and between where we get on the elevator and where we get off the elevator in that short amount of time, I can explain to you what I do. Can you explain what your community is about and why I would want to be part of it and what makes yours unique and different from all of the other ones that concisely? So it really starts with that. And, and that has developed over time with the Hey Girl You Can community. So now if somebody said, you know, what's your community about? I say, well, our, our community is designed to be the most positive place on Clubhouse and that every time a woman leaves a room, she feels empowered, uplifted, and believing a little bit more like she can. Mm-hmm. That has now become, you know, the, the catch-all of what our community is about. So you really get very quickly what the vibe is mm-hmm. of our community, mm-hmm. right? And that came from trying out different things and saying different things and figuring out what resonated with me, what really embodied what I wanted our community to be about. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the purpose of the community, we talked about this before, is to give women a platform, to have their voices heard, to have their significance, that they, they're they reminded how significant that they are. Mm-hmm. So you need to be very clear on your community. And and that a community is very different than an audience. An audience is, think of an audience as you standing on stage speaking at everybody. Mm-hmm. A community is an open networking room where everybody's mingling and getting to know each other and supporting each other. And I think a lot of times people try to create a community, but they really want to be the star. Mm-hmm. And as a, as the, and I will say as a founder of a community, and this is true, whatever community you find yourself, you know, building, you are there to serve your community. They are not there to serve you, you know? And so a big piece of that, when you say is how do you get people engaged is that people will stay where they feel appreciated, where they feel loved on, where they feel acknowledged, where they feel valuable. Do you do everything that you can to make your community members feel that way? And that even goes into how you answer an email, how you answer an Instagram response. Do you, do those people feel like, I'll give you an example. This is not a community, but it's an example that popped into my head. There's this great tiki bar by my house that I've gone to for years and years and years. And they were closed last year for COVID and all the management has changed and everything. And they opened up this summer and I was so excited to go back. I used to go there all the time. Well, I've been there twice this summer. The person working there literally makes me feel like, I am causing him an inconvenience to have to place my order with him. Oh no. no. Like, like I'm bothering his day to be like, can I order a margarita? It's the weirdest thing. He he comes, he's just seems aggravated. He seems annoyed that people are here. I won't go back because I don't feel appreciated. I feel awkward being like, Hey, I'm totally empty, but like, I'm still trying to get a drink. And he's like, okay, what do you want? (laughs) Like, do you know what I mean? You're like this person. So how do you respond to people? You know, do you acknowledge them? I think also with the benefit of social media is that you can do so many things to acknowledge people for free. Mm. So for example, when we were working to hit 10,000 people, I said, guys, we are close. Like we can do this. We can hit 10,000 people. And everybody who started adding people I started sharing them in my stories on Instagram Mm. and I'd be like, Selena, thank you so much. She just invited all these people. Shout out to Selena for building our community. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I've had people like whoever, you know, 
builds invites the most people during the month. I started, you know, I would look and be like, wow, this person invited a ton of people. And then I would just give them a $10 Starbucks gift card and be like, thanks for building the community. I really appreciate you. Mm-hmm. People want to feel appreciated, you know, and guess what? When you do that, they are going to want to invite more people. They are going to want to support you. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that we started doing is I think it's important if you're the founder of a community, again, any community that you consistently show up and that people know who you are mm-hmm. and they know the story of why this community exists. So um, what ended up happening for me is I was getting inundated with Instagram messages. It was, it was just crazy to try to keep up with and people saying, can we hop on a zoom? Can I pick your brain? Can we do a FaceTime? And like we talked about before, you know, you, we want to get, like, I want to have a zoom with everybody. Mm-hmm. I'm also a single mother who self-supports my 15 year old daughter runs another business. Mm-hmm. I can't have a zoom with everybody. And so a friend of mine came up with this idea, which was so brilliant. And I think this would work for anybody who has a community is we created, we call it the clubhouse coffee. And once a week, I have an open coffee time that it's on clubhouse. It's an open room. Anybody can come in. That is their opportunity to pick my brain, give suggestions, share ideas. It's different. It's a different time every week. We put it out in the newsletter and that way, depending, you know, if somebody can never do Thursday at 12, we don't want it to be the same time every week, right? Like it's always at a different time. But that way, everybody who messages and says, hey, can I pick your brain? Or, hey, I've got questions about this. Or what do you think? I say, that is a great question. Can you hop in the Clubhouse Coffee this week? Oh, I love that. Let's chat about that. So how can you show up for your community members, whether that's on Facebook, whether that's in person? Like, how can you show up regularly so people can connect with you and get to know you and get to hear the story about why your community exists? Um, You know, and I've had people say, this is so great. I'm part of other clubs. I don't even know who founded them. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I've never seen the founder. There's a different connection that people get with you. Um, and then it's also the, the second part of your question is how do you continue to grow that? It's letting people know what the expectation is. Mm. And so, for example, in our community, you know, Clubhouse recently created the leader role. And a leader, when, you, when you're in a club, there's um, the people who founded it. So you have your founders and your admins, and they have full you know, a- access to do everything. Mm-hmm. And then there's this new role, and it's called a leader. And, and your community, you know, maybe you have an in-person community. Maybe you run the PTA. That's a community, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe you run a volunteer group at your church. That's a community. So it doesn't, we're talking about Clubhouse, but this applies to any community. Um, Maybe you have a direct sales business and you're building a team and that's your community, right? Mm -hmm. So there's different roles and people feel important when they have a role in Mm -hmm. the community. And so Clubhouse created this new leader role and it allows people to be able to schedule their own rooms. They can open their rooms. They're given, um, you know, the ability to have real access to the club and the club members. And so I selected people who had already been actively communicating committing to the community. They had been actively doing rooms. They had been hosting a regular room on a regular basis. And I said, Hey, you've been contributing, going to make you a leader. That's great. The requirement though, and the expectation is that as a leader, because you're given that role, that you will actively continue to invite and add members into our community. Mm-hmm. And so if you don't want to invite and actively add members to our community, then, then you're not a leader. Then you need to go and be a regular member. Right. Um, Because it's unfair to the people who are truly invested, who are building into the community Mm -hmm. and and have worked to earn that that position and that privilege of being able to schedule rooms. So I think you can tell people this is the expectation in a very, not in a, this is the rule. And if you don't do this, you get booted out, right? But in a, this is the expectation and here is why. 
and that it's not just about you, it's about the whole community. Right. It is unfair to the other people who are inviting their friends, who are inviting their, their network into the club, which will give access to you, right? Mm -hmm. If you're not willing to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. And this is how we all grow together. And here's the benefit of all growing together. If I add my people and you add your people, well, now we have twice the amount of people, mm -hmm. right? So it's also always reminding your community members what's in it for them. What is the benefit for them to invite people? What is the benefit for them to share your post or to bring somebody into the community? And depending on what you're building, that's going to look different, but people do what's in it for me, mm -hmm. right? I mean, even our kids, right? It's mm -hmm. like, can you clean the kitchen table? Well, what's in it for me? Right? <laughs> and we're like that too. What's in it for us? So we need to be clear on, well, what's in it for them? What's the benefit for them? to want to be part of your community. And when you start to put all of those pieces together, really clear what is significant about your community. Why do people want to be in your community? What's different about where your space is than any other space? And then you make people feel important mm -hmm. and you love on people and you appreciate people mm -hmm. and you're available to them, you know, and, and you realize that this is not my audience, that this is, I'm building them. I'm showing up in a servant role to mm -hmm. serve this community then you are, then you can put yourself in a position to say, these are the expectations. This is what I'm asking back from you for that. But you only get to do that after you've done those other two things. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's so good. And I know there's so many people that listen that um, have different versions of community with whatever they're doing. And I think that it, I mean, even if it's just a small group that you're a part of, you know, I mean, I think that you, you cultivating that in a way that's um, honoring to the people that are a part of it. And I love that you reminded us that we're not the star of the, I, and I say that with my group all the time. I'm like, I just happen to be the first one. Like I just happen to, yeah. but we're all in this together. Right. So, oh, I love that so much. And I'm so glad that you, I'm glad that you jumped in unknowing what this whole thing was in January and, that it's taken off the way it has. You've got some really beautiful leaders and rooms and anyone I would recommend if you jump in clubhouse right away, go follow you. Hey girl, you can, and start checking out those rooms because there's been so many times that I've jumped in there and it's exactly what I needed to hear in that moment. And, and when you go into clubhouse, you can listen or you can, you know, ask to be up on stage and speak, or you can, um, you know, raise your hand to, to join the conversation, but you whatever like whatever your method is I would go and listen in because there's some really really good stuff out there so yeah yeah and it's okay to you know try different spaces try different places uh, you know I will say with our community we have a very positive vibe like we have a no venting policy everything mm -hmm. is designed to be very encouraging and it's interesting because you would think that everybody would want an un, a, a, what's called an unlocked room and that allows everybody on clubhouse to have access to it and I have a lot of, of people who host rooms that do not want that. Mm -hmm. They want it closed only to the community. And, and I'm always like, huh, that's curious. Why? Right? Because it's going to limit your reach. Mm -hmm. And over and over people say it's because the quality, it's a quality control. Yeah. I did a thing on my Instagram where I interviewed a bunch of um, moderators. This was probably back in the spring. Mm -hmm. And I asked them the same question. Every question I ended with was like, why did you choose Hey Girl You Can? Mm -hmm. And that was across the board, the answer. And, it, and that's because of people like you mm -hmm. that are hosting regularly that people go in and they go, Selena's room is great. I love, like, I love how I feel. I love the vibe. I felt heard. Um, and it's, if I didn't have women like you mm -hmm. contributing to the community, we wouldn't have that. And so I appreciate that. 
Well, and it's and it's building a sisterhood too. I mean, there's Tracy's. It was Tracy's idea, my friend Tracy, and so she has me and our friend Larice and Carrie Ann and the four of us do this, and and the four of us have bonded and said, I'm sure you feel that same thing when you're you're regularly moderating with a group of people. You're starting to build a bond that is special, and and so as people come in the room, they can feel that um, that vibe of like good, healthy conversation and Mm -hmm. for it to be very loving and positive and they want to be a part of that so I think it's a really really beautiful concept and I love that you have a no venting policy because that's like my life is I have a no venting policy so I love that it's interesting I've had people question me on that and so there's a there's a thought process that's inaccurate people think that if I vent that that actually helps me feel better, mm-hmm. that it allows me to process my feelings and allows me to burn off steam and that, it, that I will be in a better place. And so what the medical research shows is that is completely false mm-hmm. venting when you vent because you're staying and you're keeping these strong emotions tied to a negative experience your body isn't able to appropriately process those emotions. Mm. And because of that, it actually damages your immune system. It causes physical, you know, negative physical responses in the body and it it can make you sick. So if you vent a lot, you actually physically damage yourself. Mm. But they've also found that the people listening to the venting equally have those same negative physical responses. And so while we might think, oh, this is great. I just need to vent and and tell somebody how I feel. You're not serving yourself Mm -hmm. and you're certainly not serving the person that you just barfed all over. Mm -hmm. And so we really, yeah, it's definitely a no venting place. I love it. You know, go find your journal, go vent in your journal, but not to somebody else. Don't write on their day. Whatever you need to do. Whatever you need to do. And it's, and and here's the thing. It's not that there's not hard times. There's appropriate, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a time to say I'm struggling. I need support. That is different than venting. Venting usually has a a stronger anger behind it, Mm -hmm. um, a stronger aggression that is not healthy. So it's not to minimize people's experiences or pain or anything like that. It's the finding the healthiest way to process that. And I really believe, you know, we've seen this a lot in the past year where people were isolated and they didn't have their communities and the mental health damage that has caused when people are in isolation and, uh, you know, the mental health issues have gone up and suicide and all of that. Um, But I really believe that community is going to be the new currency. Yeah. that there there's power in a community and having one and cultivating one and the effort to do one it will be more and more important uh, because now so much of the world is based on social selling mm-hmm. on you know even just this a friend of mine went to she her kids went away for a weekend in the Poconos and she just posted all over Facebook about how great it was and I messaged her and I said oh I'm looking for a place for us to go where did you go and so I've already messaged the place and I'm trying to book us to go there right and so it's funny when people go oh I don't like network marketing it's all a pyramid scheme I'm like how many of you bought a pumpkin spice latte the day they came out because your <laughs> friends posted all over Instagram hey exactly. here's a pumpkin exactly. spice latte that you all are social selling right yeah. she is social selling when she posted her vacation and now I'm booking a time for my daughter and I to go but that's the power of community right she's right. Part, I'm part of her community she's part of my community I know her I trust her I like her if she said it's a great place I'm packing my bags right mm-hmm. um you know I think that we we share what we love you know we share what yeah. we love and I think that um that there's such a stigma attached to that. And I love the direction I'm seeing it all headed in. 
there's power in that, you know, that yeah. there, it's not, how do I say, like, I think that there is so much, there can be so much good from it. Like somebody sharing their experience. Yeah, no, I just think there's such beauty to it. And it, it's really fun to get to know people who find, find value in, in sharing, sharing their journey in a way that helps other people. For me, it's like, um, you know, I am a health coach and such a huge part of my journey was finding that balance for myself with health, with coaching. And, and I think that, um, with my, you know, with my health, you know, understanding like that, I have, I, I have to take care of myself. Like I have to take care of myself. And so I know that there's other burnt out mamas who right now today, need to take care of themselves and they don't know how to do it. And if I wasn't open enough to share my own journey, they wouldn't know what direction to go. And so anyways, it's just, yeah. to me, it's like this whole beautiful thing that I love seeing people share their hearts. So I love it so much. Yeah. Well, and there's a different transparency, I think in something like an audio app, like clubhouse than there is on Instagram, you know, mm -hmm. Instagram, I heard this early on when I got onto clubhouse and I thought, yes, mm. Instagram is very much a can you take a beautiful photo, edit it with the mm -hmm. right lighting? It's all about what does it look like? Mm -hmm. A social audio has nothing to do with what you look like. It has to do only right. with what's in between your two ears yes. and your head. It's your mind. It's your brain. It's yes. what do you think? And I thought Instagram has always been a very difficult animal for me because I'm not that beautiful aesthetic picture, you know, all that type of stuff that you want to create on a perfect mm -hmm. feed. It's very, it's very pressure for me. Mm -hmm. Um, but social audio is you just have to show up and be you. I love that so and much. That is such a, a place that everybody can shine. Yes. Yes. And it feels so much more authentic that just you, the, the way it you is. just said that I was like, yeah, that's what it is. Clubhouse to me is, is yeah. No one knows what I look like when I'm sharing my heart. I'm just sharing. And I oh, love that so much. Well, and there's also a reality in that, you know, your post, you may have edited that post. You may have tweaked that post. You may have had somebody else write that post mm -hmm, for you. Mm -hmm. You know, the, who knows if that was authentic where in, in an audio app, you spoke it at the same instant. We all heard it. There was no editing. Mm -hmm. We heard the inflection. We heard the tone. So mm -hmm. much of what we communicate is not the words that we say. It's how we say it. Mm -hmm. It's the intent behind what we say. Mm -hmm. And so when I, I talk about, you can hear somebody's heart. Yes. And it doesn't get lost in and you translation. you do not get that through a Facebook post, an Instagram post, maybe in a Twitter. And that's only because it's usually like a ranting one. Yeah, yeah. But even then, you can be misunderstood. Yeah. And so this is, I think this is a new, um, a new way of people communicating. And I also think that Clubhouse came into the scene at the perfect time mm -hmm. when it was, you know, the big push was this December, January, February. It was winter. Mm -hmm. People were still isolated. They were still on a semi-lockdown. The vaccines weren't really out yet. They were just mm -hmm. coming. So people still didn't feel comfortable going out. Um, so it was like a perfect storm for something mm -hmm. like this to take off. Yeah, I agree. And I, I know we, we need to wrap it up, but I, I think that, um, that they, the, that connection piece is what people are really desiring yeah. and really, and I just, I, that's what I feel. And I love that. Yeah. You don't, I love that. You, nothing gets lost in translation on clubhouse. Like, and you can also right then respond if somebody is confused or what, what you said, or you, you can speak for yourself. It's not all in comments. Right. Or you know, mm -hmm. the, yeah, I, I think it's great. So I makes me want to go be on clubhouse right this moment. Like I'm going to go. Talk to the room. So, well, thank you, Tara.
Friday. <laughs> yeah, it's right. That's right. Thank you, Tara, for being here. I'm so grateful that you said yes. I know that um, you're you're very very busy, and I feel very like very special. I feel like I had my own like chat session Aww. with Tara. So this is so awesome. Well, thank, thank you. And thank you for contributing to the community. I, I really appreciate that you show up and host that room every week. Yeah, we appreciate you. Thank you for being here. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I appreciate you hanging out with me here. If there is something that you love that you want to remember, make sure you write it down. Write it down because those are the things that we retain best. If you enjoyed today's episode, take a screenshot and share it in your stories. Tag me at Johnson and make sure you share it with a friend if you know somebody who needs this encouragement today as well. Thanks for listening again and see you soon.